Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. o'clock hour cody and gold alex gold cody tap drew nixon with you we'll get to the trash of the day in 20 minutes you guys can always hit us up on the jay southland tow service text line 913-586-7610 we'll talk a little royals baseball here in eight minutes or so because spring training is underway uh and we'll squatch yesterday pretty soon you'll hear the, the 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 crack of the bat and the pop of the glove and all that coming up uh, on Friday, right here on 610 Sports Radio for the first spring training game. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but this next two-week period is crucial for franchise tag situations, but also uh, where the cap in the NFL is heading. We know it goes up every year other than the COVID year, which was uh, hopefully something we don't we don't see again from from the impact of that, obviously. But when you add in all these new TV deals, when they add in a Black Friday game like they did, when sports they add sports wagering. wagering money and all these deals they have with the, the sports gambling companies, the cap is going to go up even maybe at a quicker rate. And that's the weird uh, dilemma almost. So their initial projection was like 242, 243 million. There's some thought that if they really don't limit it, that it should actually go up north of 250, which is incredible news to be the chief spot because of the fact you already got the quarterback contract signed and you have the best quarterback in the league. It's a problem for some teams that might be trying to pay a quarterback in a year or two. It's a much bigger problem for them or the teams that want to pay high priced wide receivers or anything that's coming out of that. This is going to come at the best possible time. We just got to convince the NFL to not cap it. I understand their fear over it. Gold. It does actually kind of make sense. They're like, boy, if we just let this thing run wild, then what are teams going to do? And the answer is they will front load the hell out of a few deals. If you're signing a new quarterback or a wide receiver, you will give a huge number to a player in year one and buy yourself all kinds of runway going forward. The reason why this is massively beneficial to the Chiefs is the whole point of Patrick Mahomes contract is that you can take away cap numbers so you can pay whoever. Patrick Mahomes this upcoming year can move 25 or $30 million in cap space gold if they want him to to provide the Chiefs space to add to this team. Imagine a world in which they don't have to move any of it. They could pay him every cent of his deal gold. That's not how they had planned on signing him. They always thought they'd have to move the amount of money they needed every year. All right, we need 12 this year. We need 15 next. We need eight this one. And if all of a sudden they got to pay him full freight, that sets them up two, three, four, five years down the road on this deal. And I know eventually they're going to have to tear it up and redo it. 
But again, another good thing. But for a couple of years, Patrick Mahomes' cap number against the actual money they would get to spend would be incredibly cost prohibitive while they have a young roster. If the cap really jumps to 245, or if they had <laughs> let it balloon to 250, 252, like we were talking about, the team it would help the most in the entire NFL is the Chiefs. It might also, like, it would help some of the teams. You don't want it to, right? Cincinnati, it would help Dallas, some of these teams that are a little tighter up against it. Buffalo, who's just buried in it as far as having to get under. Yeah, it helps everybody, but when you, when you, the already, the have, most. When you already have the most important position and the best player at that same position locked up, even if you're going to restructure it in a couple of years, yeah, the, the advantage that you have is massive. It's also just a good sign, even if it doesn't take the, the massive, massive jump to 250, that you know what's coming in the future. Like, And we know that the cap experts involved in all these organizations are projecting. They have to. They, don't, they look out multiple years in advance, and, and, and they have a feel for where they're going to be and where the cap's going to be and all that. But if your projection is actually lower, that's even better. You never want to over-project the number and then be screwed. If you're lower and it just happens to be higher, e- even better situation. And all of a sudden, that that deal you think couldn't happen, maybe you're actually able to make work. Now, yep. the longer term deal, it's not always the the impact in what the cap is in in this case 2024. But what do they think the cap will be in five and 25 and 26? And if it jumps this much, a lot, dude, it's going and, way up. And that might go into their decision making process with Legarius Sneed and Chris Jones. Those are the two players we're all keeping an eye on for obvious franchise tag reasons. If it's a tag for Chris Jones, it's north of 32 million. You got to double tag them. Doesn't seem realistic. Imagine a one year cap at of 32 million dollars. But just, if the cap's going to jump up massively, you might be but able you would pr- to find case, ways to give multiple extensions out. Maybe it's not a cat tag for him. But maybe it's a extension for Chris Jones, a tag for Legereus Sneed, and an extension for Sneed next year, knowing that the cap is going to continue to go up at this rate. I don't remember, Gold, you have to remind me. Maybe you remember. I don't remember which like former NFL exec we had on this show. But his exact maybe it was you know, it might have been Joel Corey. Joel Corey on the show, former NFL agent. I think this is who said it. He said, just as long as the cap goes up five to seven percent per year, you can essentially outrun it forever. Yeah. And it's going up way more than that projected over the next couple of years based on these numbers. I, I think the tag situation for Sneed, yes, makes more sense. One, because it's 18.8 million or so versus 32. And it still allows you to negotiate a long-term deal, buy you some time if that's what's needed. I, I just don't know if I believe that if Chris Jones just goes to the free market and the open market, that they're able to get a deal done. Because I know everything he said at the parade, and it's great, and I, we all loved hearing it, all right? But then the reality yeah. sets in for both parties. Like, do I think deep down Chris Jones wants to be in Kansas City? Does. Absolutely. Do I think the Chiefs deep down want Chris Jones in Kansas City? Absolutely. But then the business reality sets in. And what's what's the give or take uh, uh, for both sides here? We start using the word discount and why should a player do that? Is the discount on years? Is the discount on guaranteed money? What does that look like? I wonder, though, if you go and actually see the open market, if you're Chris Jones, as much as you love KC, when a team that's not nearly as competitive as Kansas yeah. City. They offer you, though, exactly the dollar amount you want because they can, because they're a little more desperate and they're just in a different spot financially. Are you able to turn that down? It's, it's an individual it, it, decision. Some guys do. Some guys don't. But as you know, when there's 31 other teams that can offer you versus, oh, you're tagged and you can only negotiate with the Chiefs, it's different. And that's my worry. If you're telling me if Chris Jones doesn't get tagged, do I think he's back in Kansas City? I think automatically the likelihood drops significantly because it's got to be tempting when all of a sudden some other teams won't offer you a three plus year deal 
almost identical to the money that you that you wanted. Because we know last year, the same conversation, they tagged him, so they it was just between the Chiefs and and Chris Jones' agents. But last year, if he would have hit the open market, he would have got the exact deal he wanted. Yeah, he would have. And I guess here's the here's the problem, is that he didn't accept it then. It was a discount last year, and he didn't take it. So it's hard to imagine that would be the case. I did get asked about the procedural move the Chiefs made over the weekend a couple of times. Yeah. That's what it was, a they procedural just, move. <laughs> they were going to owe him the money either way. So all they did was give themselves exclusive negotiating rights to tag him. Yes. It does not mean that they will. They were going to have to pay him that money no matter what. It didn't actually mean anything as far as more or less likely that Chris Jones is here. It is just simply a move you make because you have to make. And if it gives you exclusive rights to negotiate with him, so what? He could be talking to other teams by now if you didn't do it. And you had to pay him one way or the other. You just want the option. That's all it is. Yeah, it gives you a chance to well, three options. Tag, trade, and re-sign. I mean, it, it keeps that window open. As we said, they have till March 5th. 4th, 5th, uh, to go ahead and make a decision on both Sneed and Chris Jones from a franchise tag uh, standpoint. And right now, my guess would be I would have a bet more. Two weeks away? Yeah. When you when you go to Super Bowls, the, the offseason is shorter. <laughs> it's quick, man. The offseason is very short when you really think about the combine in Drew's hometown or whatever is here in, in like three weeks or four weeks. Yeah. Text line's like, you guys are lazy. You're taking president stuff. Company holiday. Company holiday. I take one day off, and all of a sudden, we're two weeks outside of this. Also, somebody tried to disrespect us in the text line, said, what? taking a day off, got to the 18th-ranked mid-market oh, oh. midday show, and then got comfortable. I said, correction, sir. <laughs> we are now the 14th. We are top 14 mid-market mm-hmm. midday show. So our comfort has only increased our likability. Yeah, it's a slow build. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's about building up a program. It takes some time, and we're, we're, working, we're working towards it. Five yeah. years, dude. What are we building? Kansas? Yeah, so it's a long-term <laughs> this plan. It's, this a, is not, it's a long-term we're not plan. portal, I guess. Yeah, I'll be honest. On a lot of those, it's uh, longevity helps. You need, you need to be in the same spot for a little while, and all of a sudden, you can you can work your way up the charts. Almost to the radio show playoffs. That's Almost. right. Well, yeah, we got to get in the top 12 so we can make the, 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 the playoffs. Yeah. How do you guys want to celebrate our fifth anniversary next year, you know? That's a, that's a marquee can... anniversary. I don't see. I think. You can't do that when I see, you know, Bob and Josh have done it for 13 That's years. It. They can celebrate whatever they want. 13 years, and they, they didn't have a huge 10-year, so I don't know how we can have a bigger five-year than think, their 10-year. I think it's Wood. Isn't that the five-year? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, is that right? I know what you're talking about. but I, Well, it's not sure. silver or gold. Those are way further. Or diamond, it's way further down. I think it's Wood. Uh, Wood, that's correct. We could plant a tree <laughs> in honor of the show. <laughs> what? We're going to have a... a an what? honorary tree, uh, an honorary tree planting ceremony. You know, that's all. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. I'm open to suggestions. You guys can also, as you know, watch the show on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Subscribe. We would really appreciate that. Uh, and uh, continue to, to like that and help us build the show up that way. Someone did comment that's watching on the stream and said, "Alex, this is Coca Cola. Put the smart water down. Pick up a propel." <laughs> today I just yeah today I ended up going it was just what we had in the vending machine area over there and it's uh, yeah just a little, a little smart water it's not flavor or anything just why did you switch to just bringing in a bringing in I a know, cup I of need water to. I need to I used to have a thermos or whatever you want to call it yeah just um, like a cup it, I did and then I need to get a new one is the answer I don't need to buy a Stanley I can buy the off brand one I don't care uh, I do need to get one of those I got That's like probably... a million like I got way too many water bottles at home let's bring you a random water bottle from the house you know. 
I don't want a used water bottle. Used? They, they're dishes. You just clean them. I'm good. I appreciate the offer. Water bottles? I, You're yeah. drawing a it's, line? On, it's not a plastic. I, it's I a, know. It's a, I, it's I just, a cup. I, I, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I'll just get my own. I, I, I do appreciate that offer, though. Hmm. Someone says the Wooden Anniversary. That's it. Falls in line with our possibility of listen harder, listen longer. That's true. You know? Uh, More of those shirts for sale next year. We'll get to the trash of the day in about seven minutes or so. But baseball is right around the corner. We were joking about how short the offseason is for football. But baseball is right around the corner. Spring training game on 6-10 coming up on Friday. And and with that, I don't know. Like I, I sense a ton of energy around this team right now. And not just from those that are in Arizona. Because it's obvious it's easy to be optimistic when you're there in person. Yeah, and it's fresh. The weather's nice. Watching BP yeah, just feel yeah. good. But yeah, I, I truly mean that based off. I mean, how can you not? The AL Central, let's just call it like it is. The AL Central sucks. All right? It is a crappy division for baseball. It is. Don't need to Great. apologize for that. Fine by me. So if there was ever a division where a team could go from winning in the 50s to making the big leap and actually competing for a division, this is the circumstance that you could actually talk yourself into it. And I am talking myself into that, by the way. And there are certain players that aren't being asked to shoulder the load the same way they were in the past. Okay, so the bigger picture part, I think we can get to in just a minute. Because I think you're on to something there as far as... And not just because, like, I know people, the first tag is going to be, you're the home of the Royals, of course. No, just this is an easy time of year to get excited about baseball, and the Royals have made more moves in an offseason than they have in a very long time. But there was a player that I told you as they were getting called up, and I was covering the team when they were minor leaguers during that time. The minor league pitcher that I thought was the best out of the entire group of that one that was drafted was Daniel Lynch. I was convinced he was the goods. I thought he had better stuff than the other players. I thought he lined up to be a... At least two start in the league. I thought he had a chance to be an ace, all of those things. Look, things have not worked out that way. Between injuries, which have been a big setback for him, and inconsistent strike zone problems, Daniel Lynch has never really lived up to that. But he is under no pressure this year, which is fantastic news for him. When he got drafted, not just me, other people were talking about how he might be the best pitcher out of that. He was one of the first guys called up out of that grouping. He was a lefty with arm talent, so people immediately are drawn to that. He had all the pressure in the world. And at the time, they needed guys to actually fill in their rotation and be meaningful starters. Daniel Lynch isn't even being asked to start yet. We don't even know if he would be, like right now, I don't even think he'd be in a five-man rotation. Yeah, he's competing for that spot. There's numerous pitchers trying to compete for yeah, the fifth spot. him and Lyles and a million others. Yeah. They're going to have Boobich a lot of depth. Who's pitching, I think, on Friday. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of depth in the bullpen. And, and who knows, maybe that causes another move to take place if, if, if multiple guys are playing and competing well in spring training. Do we see some other type of minor move because of just a, a numbers game? You never, as we, cliche stuff, you never can have too much pitching. We all know that. But it's just a different feel. Instead of being forcefully, basically, plugged in as the fourth like, starter. Sorry. And you, it was higher than that probably for a while for Daniel sure. Lynch. I think this this is why the, the Lugo and Waka signings were so massive. On a smaller scale than what you're saying with Lynch, because these are two individuals that are still in the rotation, Reagans and Singer, the same thing applies to them. Yeah. You know, they're both going to be in the rotation, but Cole Reagans was one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in baseball for the final two months of the season. And if he would have been asked to come in and be the guy, that's a lot. That's a lot. Now, I still view him in high regard. I'm optimistic about what he can do. I actually, Cody, have a ticket for him to be the a, the, the strikeout leader in baseball at, eight, at 80 to one. Ooh, um, and I good, feel, and it's already price. dropped down to 30 to one. So I'm feeling good about feeling good about where that could be. 
Same with Brady Singer. You're not asking him to be the guy. I think that bodes extremely well for both of them in the rotation. Reagan's this year. has got a lot of pressure. Now, again, I think the I think the pressure though is lower for Reagan's because of Waka and Lugo. I just think it's hard because he sets such a standard for himself that it's going to be hard to ignore expectations for him. And I think it's going to be easy to fall short of expectations. Lynch's entire thing is just he hasn't been healthy. Like, he hasn't been healthy enough to pitch. And the one year he was healthy enough to pitch, he had an ERA north of five for one of the league's worst teams. Look, he's an older starter. Like, the prospect part of this, oh, it's all going to turn around stuff. He's 26 going on 27 years old. We're out of the, like, oh, he's a kid who's getting called up. Because he was a college pitcher, because it took him, because it's taken him three years to even get around, there's not that. But I... There's so many, including Lynch, and you mentioned with Singer and these others, that will be really helped by the fact that nobody is relying on them. Even opening day last year, Gold, Singer's being counted on a massive way, Lynch being counted on in a massive way, people already talking about boop. Like, they needed all the guys from that same college draft class to actually perform for them last year. Not a single one of them. My, like other than Singer, might even be in the starting rotation to start the season. They yeah. got a lot of leeway. Bubich working his way back from from uh, Tommy John surgery last year, and he was off. Actually, he was one of the the few bright spots at one point before particular injuries. Someone saying, "How can the AL Central be the worst division?" And they've you know they've had basically been the worst uh, division for a decade. For the last twelve years, it been in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, if we want to go back to twenty fifteen, but if you look at where the organizations sit right now and the projected win totals for everybody in the division, it's going to be the lowest projected win total division in baseball. That's what I'm basing it off of, and knowing that uh, you're not going to need 90 wins probably to, to win. It's not, you know, there's some divisions where, you know, you got to be 95. Like you need, you need if, you're not, least. if you're not getting 95, you don't have a shot. That's not the case in the AL central. And that's where there's some optimism. I think not to mention the moves that were made this off season. 87 got it done last year, by the way. Okay. Second place was every other team was under 500. <laughs> Second place in the division was 78 and 84. And the white Sox are ab- absolutely abysmal heading into this season. Absolutely atrocious. I just think if you were to, and projections are always wrong, but if you're going to go through and, and let's say the Twins are the favorite to win the division, I think they are over Cleveland. The gap between who you think is going to win the division and the third place team, I, I don't think there's a 20 win margin. I, and I understand the Royals were so bad last year at 56 that it's hard to imagine that, but I, I don't. I, it's going to take a huge increase in wins for the Royals. Duh. They dug themselves a huge hole from that. The beautiful thing is we, t- we talk about that from a, uh, like, oh, you 56, you're asking them to win 30 more. This is a different team this year, though. I'll just give you DraftKings yeah, right now. Go ahead. As it sits right now, Twins minus 115. Tigers plus 350. Guardians plus 350. So they think that they're the same. Royals plus 850. You could have gotten the Royals at a better number at different times. Yeah. Uh, that number has come down as they've spent more money. White Sox plus 4,000. Yeah, they're, they're projected to finish last. Well, remember, they're playing like three Look, years every, ago. People like say like working. projections are dumb because Chargers are projected to win the division. I, I, Not I from just, an analytics standpoint. I, but that's just from each, immediate numbers. Yeah, like each organization, like J.J. Piccolo in the front office, they have their own internal projections about how every other team is going to do in the, in, the, uh, in the division. And it's not over yet because... Uh, the offseason's not. There's still actually quite a few free agents that are, may sign, and maybe one of them gets signed in the American League, and that changes our entire conversation. Like, all of a sudden, one of the best pitchers signs with the Twins, and all you know, and then, then you view the Twins differently. But they have their internal projections, too. Um, and doesn't mean those can't be inaccurate, but 
uh, well, we, we never got the exact number, but the Royals going into the last season, like they, they knew it was going to be an evaluation year. I could, the Royals didn't project their team to win 85 games last year and they won 56. Okay. Like no. <laughs> that's not how that worked either. I don't know if that's privileged information. I've been given the exact internal number for the Royals. It was a lot better than 56, but it also wasn't 96 either. If you think that they're just like living in some delusion where like I, like I totally reality the, doesn't exist. I 1000% get the skepticism. It is warranted. Sure. I mean, there goes without saying, um, but I think there is reason to be optimistic based off of not just, Oh, hoping a player improves. They went out and, and got known commodities mm-hmm. specifically in that starting rotation. And then we'll see where they go from there. Vinny Pasquantino played in 60-something games last year. What does it look like if he can play in 140-plus for this team? Middle-of-the-order bat. Should he be our first baseball guest? We should, we should He's try. always our football guest. Should Vinny be our first baseball guest of the, you know, of the year? Get him on, you know, maybe right after they play an actual game or maybe right before they play you an actual game? remember the last time, last spring training. Oh, we, yeah. You remember last spring training, we had him on this show and I, we, we I, told know we still, I don't know if we still have the audio, uh, but I said, you're going to hit a home run. I said, you're going to hit a home run. And uh, Nick at the time was our producer. And we all, and, and then what happened His first at bat, he, you know, he hit a home run, which is kind of funny. I think we just very specifically so called later. the bat too. Yeah. I said the first at bat. Mm. I don't know if the audio is in there anymore. I'll let you. Uh, Here's him giving us no credit. Oh. Well, yeah, I didn't say. No, uh, Cody and Gold was the farthest thing from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> here's, right. here's us yeah. actually predicting Vinny's home run. Vinny, I did predict that you're hitting a dinger today. That'd be good. First, I would, I would, I would be very happy with that. Yeah, first at bat, actually. No, no, oh, okay. yeah, it's gonna happen. First at bat, right away. <laughs> I would like you to know that I'm in for that. So that's he what did. It was. He Nick, hit a home run Nick, in his first at bat. That's what it was. Nick initially said home run, and then I, I said. Uh, First at bat and, and hilariously both happen. And no, you cannot bet on that during spring training because otherwise we would have been I feeling, absolutely would have been feeling pretty that. good. First at bat, we would have got uh, unbelievable odds on that too. Oh, first, first at, bat? at bat, spring yeah. training dinger. Oh, it would have been, I don't know, 20 plus to one easily. Not a lot of credit there from Vinny. Furthest thing from my mind. Well, that's, that's probably right. That's probably right. All right, let's get to the trash. Trash of the day. All right, let's go down to Houston, Texas for this one. NASA, we know it's based down in Houston, the Houston, Gal- Houston sure. area. Looking for four volunteers, guys. So all three of us could potentially be part of this. You could spend a year living and working inside a Mars simulator. Is this more intriguing to you? You don't have to huh. actually have to. No risk up- of living in Mars. Correct. Living at Mars. So they're offering... It's the third, second of three missions, four volunteers. You're going to live in a 1,700-square-foot Mars simulation down in Houston, Texas. It will simulate future Mars habitat, separate areas for living and working, four living quarters for each volunteer, a workspace, medical station, lounge area, a galley, uh, and food-growing stations. Just like life on Mars, though, there will be limited resources. You'll go on simulated spacewalks. You'll have to work to maintain the habitat, grow crops, work with robotics. They'll experience typical environmental stressors. You will not have contact with your family or anything like that. They want to kick this off next spring. You have until April 2nd to apply. You must be, quote, a motivated U.S. citizen. Motivated? Between the ages of 30 and 55. Sorry, Drew. No. Uh, Drew's not ready I'm yet. Out. 30 and 55. I don't Jeez. know why 30. And uh, $60,000 is what they'll pay you. You for, have to be... How long? 60K? You, must, you must speak English, be a non-smoker. 
and have a strong desire for unique, rewarding adventures and interest in contributing to NASA's work. I mean, here's the thing. The 60000 goes further than you think because you don't have, like, you don't have to pay for food for yourself. You don't have to pay for transportation. Sixty k. General. How long is it again? Six, a year. Sixty grand's not enough. Not to ditch my family for a year. Yeah, it's tougher for you. If I were you or Drew, I don't know. Sixty grand might get it done. I'd have no expenses. I'd have to. I lose this job. Well, I just. I lose this job. That's a problem. You just do the Mars thing. No. That'd be pretty good radio content when you came back. When I came back. Pretty good content when you came back. You think they would guarantee my job after a year? Also, the only other problem for uh, for you and I, uh, you have to have experience working with the masters in engineering, math, biology, or other sciences. We're out. We're out. I guess that's where the thirty plus comes in. But I almost went to school for engineering. Or, or if you have a thousand, so if you have a thousand hours of piloting experience, you could qualify as well. Okay, I can start knocking that out now. Uh-huh. <laughs> or if you have military experience, literally none of these are applied to us. I feel like in terms of having the, the being motivated to to want an adventure. I mean, you're talking to. I think I would need well over 100k. Yeah, to do I it agree. I think you're talking year. to the 100K? 18 I, to 23 year old demographic. I, I, if you're looking for an adventure, you know, and you're about it. If you're telling me that I won't have any contact with my family, and while it's easier because I'm not married and I don't have kids, there's still still family. 60 grand is just not enough. Is it no contact with the family? Yeah. I mean, I know it's like that's living what, in Mars. You said, Can it just be no slow contact? contact? Like you're you know, Marge, Marge, you're not contacting your family. I'm going to talk to NASA. I can't send one letter to my kids. Oh, a letter? How do you expect a letter to email? Get... You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> not, I would love know. to know how you think the postal service. Is... You want to be able to record an audio message for your kids? Is Maybe so. Yes. If I can talk to Mars, if I can talk to NASA, I can certainly send a yeah. voice memo to my family. They're not even going to let me do that. I think that's not would... even a realistic ex- expectation it would be knowing that you're not going to die because you're not actually on mars that's of course a plus um but right uh the the no texting thing talk about a social experiment in its own right though just like all of a sudden going from having your phone every day to just for a year it'd no probably access, give you peace i think it would drive you crazy at i'm first. convinced that's long-term, what it actually is long term it would help you but initially i think you would go nuts that that is that's the actual experiment. They are not testing the the Mars stuff is whatever to them. They want to see what it's like when you're put in that situation without the phones, anybody. can't talk to anybody. That's the actual experiment that's going. I, I think it would be fun. I'll be honest, at least at first, the first week will be a lot of fun if you're simulating. A year's it, a long time. Well, I will say long the, time. The thing regarding the family also is very unrealistic to to Cody's point because again. The people who are going to do this are not the ones who are going to actually go to Mars where they actually have to experience this stuff. I think you should be able to send at least a, an, a one-on-one look, audio I, message a day. Man, can it be like a reality show? Like if I'm the best at the Mars simulator, <laughs> could you then later agree to send me to Mars if you're going? I don't know. It just like says, you win the contest or yeah, something? You know, that way there's a payoff. Grew the most crafts. Someone says, have you all not seen Biodome with Polly Shore? No, I've seen it. There's no way either of you have seen that movie. Nope. No. One, dated reference, which means it's already outside your window. Drew would have been negative five or something when that movie came out. He lives in a biodome. He lives in a science experiment in which they find out if they can be self-sustaining. They accidentally get trapped in there. It shows, like, the graphic of what, the rendering of what this looks like. So, like, you're just in this giant, you know, you're in the 1,700-square-foot room, and then, meanwhile, the you know NASA's out there just monitoring everything, but you you don't know that. Th- once that you're in there. is, I, I think that is how you would go a little bit crazy. Is there's simulation to make it seem like you're doing something, but the whole time you're in this exact same space. Uh, that, I, that would that says would, it's worse that than prison. You to go nuts. At least there you get to make phone calls and have <laughs> I just think the dollar amount is way too low. 
60K. Asking for a master's degree is kind of absurd. I got to have a master's in biology. You only want to pay me 60 grand? That's the problem with this country. All right, that's the trash of the day. Up next, we get back into the Chiefs and why the offseason approach for the Chiefs is different in Cody's eyes than it is for me. We'll tell you that next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs Red Half Hour here on Cody and Gold and uh, we'll get to some comments from Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey here in about 15 minutes or so. But the way the Chiefs are going to approach this offseason, you and I see this fairly differently. I, I think based off of what they have a chance to do in a historical fashion, that's why it's skewing how you want this offseason to go for Kansas City. Correct. Like we were arguing a little bit, not arguing. Um, <laughs> disagreeing. Disagreeing. Mutually disagreeing. <laughs> We've argued before. This is yes. a mutual disagreement over what the Chiefs offseason should look like. And I, and I think earlier when I had said, hey, go all in, I didn't firmly explain what exactly that detailed plan would be. Because, look, if you've got a chance to claim single greatest dynasty in NFL history, you take it. You absolutely take the opportunity. Winning three in a row has never been done in the NFL ever. And there's a reason why it is hard to do or harder to do in the NFL than it is in other sports. There's just so many variables, shorter lifespans of players, et cetera. And you'd have four Super Bowl titles in six years. You go down as the single greatest dynasty in NFL history as a result of that. What I want that plan to look like. Tag LeJarrius Sneed, give Chris Jones a long-term contract, and pay for a high-priced wide receiver. That is the version of going all in. 
And I don't care if it's finding some miracle trade for Justin Jefferson because maybe he's a little unhappy in Minnesota. And look, I don't know he's what they're doing traded. there. He's not getting traded. That team is so – this is the same thing as the Roquan Smith thing that happened a few years ago. Just because it's your corporate policy to not give guaranteed money after year one does not mean everyone who is worth more than that is going to agree to those terms. You might have to just franchise him out, and then eventually he goes and leaves for another area. But I don't care if it's that or giving Mike Evans a deal or trading for one of the – or giving Michael Pittman money, but getting a bona fide number one to go with Rasheed Rice, getting Chris Jones and Legereus need back – one more time and riding your way to three straight championships. Because that to me is a time in which it's worthy of trading future draft capital, doing the, the bogus years where you trade future draft or sorry, future cap money all in the effort of this year. We've seen teams do it. Not with success. I understand yeah. in Buffalo and a few others in the Rams, but the Rams bought their Super Bowl. I'm saying if you buy your Super Bowl this year, it's worth it. Yeah. So most of the moves I agree with, I mean, I think it goes without saying you, you Legereus Sneed will be on this team next year, one way or the other, either via franchise tag or he'll have a brand new deal. The question will be on how to handle Chris Jones. And I, I, I kind of just recognize to me when they didn't get it done last year, I don't know why it's all of a sudden going to happen this year. Heck when they didn't get it done, you wanted them to trade Chris Jones at the beginning of last season because they couldn't get a long-term deal done. But now that it's the history part, I, I understand that. There's too. more in the line. I, I think though this front office has shown that they know how to do both, right? They, they don't have to. In their mind, they're all in every year anyway. Like if you were to ask Brad Veach, I'm sure he would say. I mean, say, they spend every cent of the cap every year. They're, they're right up against it, yeah. So whether the cap's 243 or 250, they're going to be there. They're not going to have just $10 million in free space sitting around. That's, so they're no. all in every year in their mind anyway. I know what you're saying. I, I think this front office has shown us time and time again, though, that they are speaking, that they are thinking, I should say, about the, the long-term window that exists. And when your quarterback is 28 years old, uh, you, you don't jeopardize two years from now for this one year. So when do you? You sell out when he's like 38? Uh, yeah, when, when he is at the end of his career. Then if, if he was 40 years old and you told me he might have a year or two left, then yeah, who cares what happens in 2027 20, at that point? He's 28, though. I do care what happens in 2027 because I think while they can do something that has never happened before, I think they they can do both. That's where I'm at. I think they can accomplish both. They have shown us this particular season. And two years ago when they were taking a step back by trading Tyreek Hill, what did they do? They still won a Super Bowl. I don't think they have to make these uh, ever with Mahomes and it, while Andy Reid's head coach. There's never a truly, we're taking a step back and a year off, and there's never a year where we're all in. They're all in every single year already. They just have made very smart financial decisions so they don't jeopardize their situation. There's and, ways to push that down further to the pedal. I don't disagree with yeah. you with their, their never just like a uh, step back year because we would have thought that a couple of years ago when they traded Tyreek Hill, and it looked like, well, they're going to get younger. They're going to go Karloftis and McDuffie, and they're going to rebuild slow over a year or two, and then they're going to be right back into Super Bowls and competing for those. And instead, what they did was win back-to-back Super Bowls. So they don't have to, I understand, they never have to so take you, a step back, but there is a firm, you could put your foot even further on the gas by risking future cap space and r- risking future draft picks or those things in there in order to do it. Versus, let's say, hey, you're taking your first-round pick, and you're like, well, we're going to take another project player in Felix and UDK Uzama, and that guy's going to be good for us in the long run, just you wait and see versus taking that first-round pick and getting a player who is good in the NFL now. But see, I don't view that like, so I guess we're now we're just getting into how we describe it. I, I want them to go sign a legit wide receiver. I want them sure. to spend one of their first two picks on a wide receiver. We're on the same page there. When I hear all-in, I think of 
uh, and what you were initially describing earlier in the show of like what the Rams did, which is basically say, F it, we know we're screwed in a year from now, but we don't care. I don't want them doing that. Should they continue to better the roster and go and say never again with the wide receiver room like they did after the Bucks Super Bowl, never again with the all O-line? They've done yeah, that a couple of times. I, I, yeah. I'm with you there. Um, and of course, for the first round pick, I would imagine even going into last year's draft, their their initial goal wasn't to be like, hey, we're going to draft someone in the first round that's not going to play for us this they year. They pretty much told us that right I, away, I, though. That's what it ended up being. But I don't think there were plenty of stories that have come out that they either tried to trade up or tried to trade back and, and neither were were. Uh, avenues they thought they could actually pull off. But I'm not looking for um, project players I, I you. when you got I a chance you. for a three-peat. I hear you. I don't want to hear any of that nonsense and be like, well, I mean, in a fourth-round but, player, but I, I also don't, but don't think. But I also don't think that they're going to go into this offseason and say, well, because we were able to do it with this wide receiver room, we'll just roll it back and run it back. I, I don't, that's just not who they've been, man. Like, I, I do think there is a balance of, of course, you can still be critical and concerned with moves they didn't make. We all were when we watched the wide receiver room. But also, I do think I have seen enough with this current front office to know that they aren't going to sit back and they also aren't going to make dumb decisions that jeopardize when Mahomes is 29 or 30 because of what he is now. Like I, I think they, they are good at balancing both. The reason why this defense, we just had Spags on, and you'll hear that interview again in the 1 o'clock hour. The reason why this defense had the success they had wasn't just because they, they said, oh, we're all in on signing a bunch of free agents. It's because they made the smart free agent signing. It's because they had draft capital to go and sign, or excuse me, draft Trip McDuffie. Remember, they traded up to get McDuffie. They stood pat at 28 to get Carloftis, right? I mean, so yeah. that they, they have shown me that they can do both. And yeah, the, the legacy aspect there, the players haven't shied away from three-peating. That will be a huge theme of the entire offseason. And I expect their moves to be representative of that, but not to the point where, wow, we did three-peat and now we're screwed in 2025. I don't think that's how they're going to approach it. The wide receiver market's going to be really interesting this offseason because the text line's mentioning Calvin Ridley might be the best free agent available. I would argue Mike Evans has been a more consistent player, but age, I understand that. Although- Ridley will be cheaper than Mike Evans. Uh, Ridley, to me, more I watch Rasheed Rice, though. I actually think Rasheed Rice is very similar to Calvin Ridley. And if they're playing the same, why would you run two very similar wide receivers together? Wouldn't necessarily make sense. But I, the availability of wide receivers in the draft, again, has me wondering if, for the second consecutive year, wide receiver numbers are going to be more depressed than the wide receivers themselves think they will be. I think you're that's re- all I'm saying. I think there's something to like Mike Evans and Calvin Ridley might be cheaper than they think they're going to be. I believe there's, some, I don't know if it's this off season, but long-term we've discussed this even a year or so ago that if we're going to keep seeing draft classes with, you know, th- these athletic wide receivers and the talent that's coming out at some point that will impact the market in the NFL. And whether that's this off season or it's really going to catch up in a year or two, I-, I don't know the answer to the timeline, but I think if we're going to keep seeing six, seven receivers go in the first round or something, at some point that will impact the future market of free agency. And, you know, last year we saw it directly impact Juju Smith Schuster. Also, and maybe teams realized he just didn't have much left in the tank, sure. unfortunately with the knee. Um, but yeah, I mean, someone jokes training the whole draft for Marvin Harrison jr. Yeah. I'm out on that. Um, I'm out on that. Hold on. Wait, let me (laughs) like just the five picks they have sold. Yep. That sounds, that sounds, unfortunately, that sounds awesome. Use your free agency money to pay everyone else. Unfortunately, it would take, uh, the following year's first round pick on top of that and a second round pick. Okay. See, get, now that's too they're, far. They're at, so it turns out when you win the Super Bowl, you pick a 32 and you might have to get to three. That'd be pretty or cool. Or four. Though. 
There will be plenty of time over the next couple months to. Could you imagine though? Patrick Mahomes with Marvin Harrison oh, I mean, Jr. It would be it'd be great. I mean, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just like try to offer your entire draft for Justin Jefferson, who is available and you already know. And look, I assume Marvin Harrison's <laughs> going to be great in the league. He seems pretty can't miss. I know Justin Jefferson can play. I don't have to wonder anything. Like I don't even have to take the like three percent risk that he doesn't work out as an NFL player. Uh-huh. I already know. Turns out he's really, really good. There was another player last offseason. It's bags mentioned the grouping of guys that we've mentioned before. Tranquil Mike Edwards and Charles Aminahue made a massive impact for this team, even if Aminahue wasn't available for the Super Bowl. But the way he's been talking in offseason already has me excited for next year because he's talking about I want respect. I wanna be I wanna be talked about the level in which I played. He was I, sadly talking about in this article that he thought it wasn't all that bad when he initially got hurt yeah, he and that he'd be able to get back in the game or play later. But the way he's talking and the way he was motivated this year, I think you're going to get like hair on fire. Charles Minihue again next year. I know it'll be starting what Thanksgiving. Is it going to be that late? At least know, October, ACL. at least October, maybe November. Okay. Yeah. So October time, the way he played, he's not wrong in one sense, the way he played this year, he was being underpaid by the chiefs based on his level of production. And he will be in a free agency year again. The way he was talking in that Jim Rome interview, he wants his name put up there with other elite-level pass rushers. And I can't argue with his play over a six- to eight-week period, but it's whether or not he can come back and do it again. And I think, based on his motivations, he will. No question on the uh, the what you have to, to gain by having another season and you know how motivated as a player. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for a minute. One, you're trying to prove that you can come back from the injury and you talk about the rehab. I have no no doubt in terms of what he's going to do to get back on the field. It's it's a, it's a tough spot, though, from how the Chiefs approach this offseason because if Chris Jones is not part of the team again and then you know you're going to be without at least for, what, six games again. You were you were actually without a menu for six games this past yeah. year, too. If all of a sudden those two things are true, all right, you have Carl Loftus. We'll see what Felix ends up being. You, Mike Dana, Turk Wharton, these guys that could be gone, like they, they are going to have to still sign or draft somebody that can contribute fairly quickly to this team because you don't know when or how productive for sure that a mini, you can't go into next season, like banking that, Oh, we know for sure. We're going to have Charles and who coming back and he's going to be the same player. I don't, I don't, I know the because ACL injury the, is not the same as it was 10 years ago. Even no. like it much more likely you can come back and, and be different effective. in his position versus others for that sure. might need that a different type of burst. But you wonder, like there's always the question of, of what the player's like. I hope for his sake and for the chief's sake that he comes back and is as dominant as he was because he was having a hell of a back half of the season. They're going to need him even more if Chris Jones doesn't come back here. Yes. Like the, the importance of, hi, George Karloftis, first six weeks, you're the bell cow now. You're, you're the guy who gets the double teams now. So I guess good luck with that. Does that excite you? Because by the that's way, what it um, looks like for the first six weeks. If Chris Jones isn't back, does that excite you in terms of what we're, you know, we're going to get the answer very early on next season. Like I already know Carl Loftus is going to be, he's is, a really good, NFL very good player. NFL player. Yeah. But we're going to get the answer early in the season. Is he going to go from being, Oh, a really good player that I, I that you like to, have, top 10 to pass rusher. one of those dudes that people talk about across the league that's he has a chance to prove that so I'm excited for Carl office now maybe they go out and sign another big time defensive lineman uh, that's not Chris Jones money but still another big time defensive lineman to go with Carl office we won't get the firm answer but if you're telling me Carl office is going to be playing opposite just Felix and Udike Uzama and some other other unproven guys a lot of then unproven one guys. is asking a lot from Carl office but he has a chance to show that 
he has another level to go. Remember, this is only year three now next year for him. But is there another level from going, what was he, a 10-and-a-half sack guy this year, Cody? Yeah, that's the number. Can he be a 12-sack guy? Can he, can he be a disruptor on a consistent basis? That'll be the biggest question we'll have all training camp and early next season discuss. I wanted to look it up. Ten-and-a-half sacks for George Karloff just ranked him 17th in the NFL. He had the exact same number as Nick Bosa. There you go. Like, I mean, just and Nick Bosa played 17 games. Aiden Hutchinson, who is a guy that we oh, already yeah. talk about that way, he had 11-and-a-half. Um, Matabuke, 13. Parsons, 14. I mean, he's not... He's not way off of that. Look, he's not TJ Watt, who seemingly just gets 20 sacks every year. Yeah. But in your best years, we talked about this all the time. If you are a 12 to 15 sack guy, in your best years, you flirt with 20. If you're an 8 to 12 sack guy, in your best years, you flirt with like 13 or 14. So, like, that's the tier difference for me. The tier difference is, are you a 15 sack guy every two or three years? Or are you just a 12 sack guy every two or three years? Right now, in the first two years of George Karloftis, he's been in that Carlos Dunlap range where you are good. You're a second-tier pass rusher in which any team would sign, happily give you money, move on with their lives. But you and I both know the difference between like him and Max Crosby and Aiden Hutchinson and TJ Watt and those guys at that other yeah, level. It's, it's not that they I... get a little different. They get a little more respect now. I'm not saying Karloftis can't get there, but yeah. that, that's what we'd be looking at for six weeks, yeah. And in most years, you probably, if I told you right now that Carl Loftus would have 10 and a half sacks again next year, I think most of us would just lock that in because you, you I would, you know, I think, you would, ha- I, I think you would have to now him on a personal level. He's probably not. He probably thinks there's another level and that's, and I hope there is. Cause again, that would put him in a completely different category of player. I know Carrington has compared him potentially to like the, the, the uh, Max Crosby path if he did that. And that's, that's probably a decent comparison. That's high regard though. Right. I mean, how, look how we talk about Max Crosby. Patrick, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes singles him out all the time like it's with the player he hates playing the most if Karloftis has a chance to be that type of player we're going to find out next year it's honestly not crazy his rookie year he was better than Karloftis he had 10 sacks versus um Karloftis is six and a half seven in year two eight in year three so already Karloftis up to a better start in year two 12 and a half 14 and a half he's just taking his game to another level that's what you're asking Karloftis to do if there's no Chris Jones and a mini Hughes not ready to go Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, we know the New Heights podcast just continues to be more and more popular. Of course, uh, they they talked uh, in the recorded version of the podcast a little bit about last Wednesday, having been at the parade and the tragedy around that, uh, and some of the things that they hope to do in the future as well. I just want to play a little bit of this. This was uh, how New Heights kind of approached uh, their support following uh, the parade. Attention 92 percenters, we, um, we have a pre-recorded episode for you guys coming up on Wednesday. But um, after the tragic events of the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, um, it didn't feel right without you guys hearing from us first. We just wanted to say, you know, our hearts go out to all of the victims, their families, Chiefs Kingdom, and really all of Kansas City uh, that was really there on a day to try and celebrate the community. And um, it's unfortunate and and deeply tragic, the events that occurred. Um so, you know, we also want to thank the local law enforcement that sprang into action, the first responders on scene, um, and anybody that's uh, uh, been willing to help uh, those affected by this tragedy. We'll share a link to donate to the Chief's Emergency Response Fund in our bio. Your donation goes to supporting victims and their families, um, violence prevention, and uh, mental health services, and 
the first responders. One of the things that's evident is how much Kansas City is coming together and rallying around the people that have been affected by this. And, uh, you know, one of the beautiful things that we have in doing this podcast is a wonderful community out there. Uh, the 92 percenters, everybody that watches this show, we're still figuring out a way for us to be involved. And yeah. obviously you can donate to these links right now, uh, but we plan on doing something in the future. We're trying to get that situated right now, have some ideas, but uh, just make sure you, you're, you're following and we'll be telling you guys in ways that we're going to try and get involved. 92% as we appreciate you. Kansas City and Chiefs Kingdom, we love you guys. We're with you guys, um, and we'll see you guys soon. So that was Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey on the New Heights podcast with that message. And uh, we want to continue to remind people of some of the various ways that you can help out, whether it is through the United Way and the Chiefs Casey Strong Fund that Travis and, and Jason mentioned, or if you go to our social media accounts, uh, the entire Kansas City radio community, so 23 stations have all partnered up uh, to support the GoFundMe that is out there for, uh, of course, uh, Lisa Lopez Galvan, who, who passed away. So if you want that link, if you haven't seen it already, you can go, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, 610 Sports KC. It's one of the first posts. I know I retweeted it. You did as well. It's on the main we pages have, for a lot of the news sites, KMBZ, yeah. 610sports.com. And there's yeah. a link to the GoFundMe, but it, it's it's neat to see the you know 23 stations that we actually have with all these different radio companies in Kansas City come up, uh, join up, I should say, for this. And at last check, around $370,000 is where the GoFundMe is at. Remember, the initial goal was 75000 That includes uh, the 100000 from Taylor Swift, 100000 from Travis Kelsey, uh, and, and other uh, individuals that have helped and, and stepped up. And again, every single dollar uh, counts to, to support this family through an unthinkable tragedy. Coming up next, we will get to what's trending here on Cody and Goldwall. So get back into one thing Spags had to say around Nick Bolton and what it says about him as a leader and a player on this football team going forward. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Lights. <laughs>